Fat Force Radio. Fat Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. Uh, what an insane! It's been a while since we all just got together and uh, hung out and talked. No guests, um, so we're just going to get crazy with some updates for the books uh, that have come out that we needed to get caught up on. So there's everyone on this fucking episode. Number one, if you are listening on uh, the streaming services that you guys normally listen to us on, and you've always wondered how ugly we look. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us, you can come on to YouTube and uh, watch that stream. So uh, we invite you to do that. But uh, we, we got teases over in Jersey. Believe. We got one half of uh, Grumps and Gramps, the Grumpler. Yo. We got the second half, Gramps. That's me. The bum. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, the Bad Force Times, um, also known as the artist formerly known as Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Yo. Uh, we got the Trunkler. Hey, what's going on? We got Robin D. Cross keeping it busy up in Canada. Aloha. <laughs> I'm Bat Force Tom, and I almost said I'm from Canada. I'm not, though. <laughs> you wish. Wish. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about, so there's so much to talk about right now. We were just off air talking about comics. I think naturally we can roll on with that, but there's TV news happening. There's movie news happening. There's movie anniversary news uh, there's changes with DC being now owned by Discovery and all that stuff. So, but uh, we were talking about teases. You were talking about uh, reading the Joker story that has recently spun out of Batman, right? Yep. And then um, I hope you read it. I did because this will be real short if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to jump into just a quick synopsis. Um, I think it's really, um, it's kind of like a, and Trunks, please jump in at the same time, but um, yeah. I felt like it was kind of a mashup of an homage to year one along with uh, the killing joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, it starts off with um, kind of like a lot of underground rings that want to uh, just get rid of the Joker after this whole Joker war. And this one girl approaches, um, uh, the commish, and she wants him to kind of. She knows about his experience with the Joker, and um, she they want to hire him to kind of just take the Joker out. And right before the commissioner is going going to finally um, retire, they want to put him on an opportunity to kind of just uh, kill the Joker and retire with the cool twenty five million in his pocket. So he's kind of on the fence about it, and he kind of consults Barbara. And um, 
that's kind of where it starts off. And uh, the art's by uh, Guillaume March. And uh, I was really impressed with his art. I feel like his art just keeps on getting better. And that's kind of what helps uh, carry along the, uh, the tie-in story. Do you have any uh, opinion about it? Or? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, the art's fantastic. Um, the, uh, the story, you know, it takes place just after Joker War. Um, and like you said, a um, uh, woman approaches uh, Jim Gordon and... Um, it's kind of, uh, it's not, it, it, it makes you think about everything because you see like, you see Gordon's throughout the, throughout all four, I think there's what, four issues so far. Um, but yeah, struggling with, uh, you know, he's a cop, he's been a cop his whole life. Um, but you know, he's always, you know, he's, um, uh, well, he's not the commissioner anymore. Right. No, yeah. He's, he's, he's fully retired yeah. at this point. And, um, uh, he's kind of you see the like the almost like the internal struggle that Gordon has mm. um, of does he you know she do the right thing or go after this e you know this evil that you know um, uh, basically destroyed his family mm. uh, almost killed his daughter tried driving try making him go insane mm. and he's just it's just like a constant struggle within himself on what is he going to do if he when he finds the Joker. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's really it's so far it's been really good. It's four issues and definitely recommended. Oh shit! And yeah, Tiny Creeper. Um, yeah, the art is just phenomenal. The detail. Um, I kind of thought that in the beginning that whole play on the sh- the Lady Bane or the She Bane was kind of ridiculous, but the more and more I kept reading, I was like, man, this is actually getting really interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. And I don't know if you want to talk about the uh, the tie-in with the woman that um, uh, offered, yeah, that offered Jim Gordon to basically, um, you know, Gordon just, uh, he agreed to do uh, almost like a private eye, or you know, she kept on calling it a bound, him calling, kept on calling him like a bounty hunter, but brown eye, yeah, brown eye butte, um, but um, no, um, so he agreed to at least go find the Joker, and then. Uh, you know, he didn't guarantee that he will kill him, but you know, he he said he will consult Barbara when the time comes. Right. But they they have him fly. Know. They have him fly over to Belize, and um, yeah. right after like the first ep- first issue, I felt like man, they really set the tone because this girl Cassandra has ties to the uh, Court of Owls, and she's mm-hmm. trying to like get back into the Court of Owls, and there's some kind of family drama where. The family has really like um, not really met the approval of the court, so this is her opportunity to kind of get back into their good graces. And she's using uh, Jim Gordon as a scapegoat to kind of uh, prove her worth back into it. So I, you know, once again, we, you know, we were talking to Scott Snyder before, but man, that Court of Owls uh, universe could just be so expanded. You know, like, I feel like we could really just get more of it and it could keep just complimenting um, all of Tyn- uh, Tynan's writing. Yeah, as, as long as the Court of Owls don't start playing guitars and throwing up devil horns, uh, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a lullaby, that's about it. But, yeah, it's, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, I can't wait for the next one. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of good shit going on in there. Tynan is writing that, and he's also doing the main Batman. Who's doing um, the Robin book? 
Uh, that's uh, Joshua Williamson. Uh, that's right. Yeah, because there was a backup. There was a backup story in one of the Batman issues. Yeah, uh, in, yeah, an issue of Batman and an issue of Detective. And following those two weeks, uh, Robin number one came out. Okay. Okay. How's that one? Anybody read that one? Yeah, but that was pretty good, actually. Oh shit! What's up? So, so I was reading the in the Batman story that sets it up. He goes back to Talia to uh, kind of join her again. Why did he? I know he was uh, with the Teen Titans. Uh, John left. Now he's Superman. So that kind of leaves Damien. Why does he leave the Teen Titans? Does it say? Uh, I, I have no idea. No, it. it uh... It briefly addressed that, but it was just like a one one off type deal. Uh, okay. Like like he was holding them hostage or something. Like they weren't really his friends. I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't read that. Uh, this book, I guess, kind of starts off where he has discovered some sort of um, fighting tournament or whatever on some island. Uh, that I guess you know Batman knew about and his mother knew about, but they kept it from him. They kept it secret from him. So of course, being the little shit that he is, he wants to you know go there and see what it's all about. And um, yeah, that's basically how the book starts. So the, it, I think it's three issues in, and uh, there's some other sidekicks on the island like Ravager. There's uh, Connor Hawk is introduced, I think, in the second issue. Um, who else? Uh, there's a, there's a, a new character called Flatline. Um, so on, on this in this tournament or or whatever it is, uh, the only way you could win is by killing your opponent. And but on this island, you can't die. So if you if you, if you die, you come you're automatically brought back to life. It's, it's uh, forget the name of the island of something to do with the Lazarus whatever and um so he's there you know it's just following him uh meeting people at this point he's he's making uh, acquaintances let's say because damon doesn't make friends and um he's kind of like uh i guess buddied up with ravager at this point so he's trying to learn the secrets of the island and blah 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 and uh Man, I forget if it's issue three or four. I forget. Yeah, uh, issue three, I think, just came out this week. Okay, so issue three introduces uh, an old rogue of Batman and um, and sort of a new condition. So oh, shit. It's, it's been pretty good. Interesting. Incredible. That and uh, Nightwing has been, yeah, Nightwing Night- has been great. <laughs> Night Nightwing is one of my favorite things going right now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if so, I, I I dropped off Nightwing like a lot of people did when I just wasn't feeling the Rick Grayson stuff and the, the team of people uh, you know playing Nightwing. So for anyone else who jumped off during any of that period, uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo's run is a great place to get back on board with it. So. Uh, we're we're back to to Dick Grayson. There's no more Rick Grayson. He he's he's Dick again. Did, he's back in Bloodhaven. We had yeah. on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Bruno was on uh, a couple years ago, though. I love yeah. that guy. His, sounds his... like a Spaniard. Oh, that, great. That name sounds like a Spaniard porn star. I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Robin was saying everybody loves Dick. <laughs> oh shit! And, and Dick, Dick, Dick is back. He's back in. Uh, 
in the Nightwing costume. He's back in Bloodhaven. So it's him, Barbara, Tim's there, and Nightwing also, uh, we see him in the first issue of the run. Uh, so it, their run started at 78. And right in that first issue, we see Dick adopt a dog. Uh, you know, it was like a a stray dog on the street that he rescued. So he now has a dog, which is uh, known as Bitewing. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what what the situation that we uh, that we're introduced to now in Bloodhaven is uh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster's his name, right? Yeah. Yes. He's so, uh, yeah, we see him kill the mayor of Bloodhaven, and the reason why he does this is to install. Uh, the second in command, like whatever the position below the mayor was, he wants to have her installed as the new mayor because she's second in command. She will she will take uh, take the mayor's place. So uh, her name is Melinda Zuko. So at the same time that this is going on, uh, Nightwing has been delivered a letter from Barbara. That was the last uh, letter that Alfred left for him because, you know, Alfred died back in Tom King's Batman. And surprisingly, I'm surprised Alfred isn't back yet. But uh, he gets this letter from from Alfred and it's, you know, this really heartfelt goodbye to him. Tells him how proud he is to, to have had him as a son. And that all of this money that was left to him by the Waynes and has grown and grown over the years, he's leaving all of his money to Dick, and he knows that he'll use it to improve the world. Oh shit! So while he starts looking for ways to to improve the world, he starts to learn now what he's going to to have to deal with at the same time is not only the situation with Blockbuster having installed Melinda Zuko as the new mayor because she's in his pocket, and there's also. Uh, a new villain in Bloodhaven who has been killing, uh, I think, predominantly the homeless population. Uh, they call him Heartless yeah. because he's cutting out people's hearts. Oh, finally. Now, what we found out, I'm not going to give the full spoiler <laughs> on what happened here, but in the previous issue, Nightwing comes face to face with Melinda Zuko while he's uh, investigating her. And we find out that she is not who we think she is based on her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nightwing's been great. I'm super happy to to be enjoying it again. And if you jumped off it during the Rick Grayson era, it's a great time to get back on it. Oh, yep. shit. Yeah. Col- Colt's been liking yeah. thing as well, he said. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. There's a, they, they have uh, like been establishing in, in the Bat Books or Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So she's in this book, uh, Electrocutioner, and I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. Uh, like Robin yeah. said, Tim Drake. So, good. Well, yeah. Um, well, definitely. Yeah. Because um, I was one of the people that dropped off when uh, he changed to Rick, and I tried giving it a chance, but I was like, ah. Chunks say give shit a chance these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tom Taylor writes not only Dick great. He writes Barbara great and Tim and their their chemistry together is really well done. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and Bruno is fantastic. Like Bruno's every he was on prior to this, he was doing Suicide Squad with with Tom. And every 
successive title that we see him on, he he keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Tom Taylor's yeah. books sell. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He he's a really good writer. I yeah. really liked yeah. his. Uh, yeah. He. I don't know how he pulls it off. He's the only guy I think there is who, without being exclusive, is writing top tier books at both Marvel and DC. Oh shit. Uh, did, did Taylor do the um, uh, the unkillables when? Was yeah, all on? all the uh, all the deceased stuff is Tom yeah. Taylor. Injustice yeah. was Tom Taylor. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a killer. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, who's reading the main Batman? Colt dropped it. Just saying. Like, <laughs> am, I the, am I the only one that read it? <laughs> no, nah, I've read it. I just okay. don't. Yeah, I've been reading it, but I'm behind. It, uh, I'm not. <laughs> Like the story, the art, I'm just not into it. Oh, well, wrong! You're wrong. I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, no. Well, it, I think uh, you really have to like that stylized art. I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, I yeah. I, I do love uh, Jorge's art. Yeah. So I think I think for people who don't like that kind of art, it's going to be hard to get around because it's it's very stylized. And, I like the uh, art, but I just doesn't fit like my vision of Batman. Right, yeah, so. that it, it's a very specific like yeah. vision. It's a very specific art. I like it, but I I totally understand why. Um, you know, if you if you have different artists that you like that aren't like that, it's not really gonna. It's not your style. Yeah. Um, it's the thing. The thing that like I can. <clears throat> the thing I liked about it. I'm surprised that I liked it. Yeah. But it seems like Joker War. And we talked about it when we did three Jokers. It just happened at the same time. Like the the culmination of Joker War happened yeah. at the same time that three Jokers was ending. Yeah, and there was like a lot of overlap, and I remember pe- people saying at the time it felt like there was Joker's oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Three Jokers, but um, oh, I, I feel like it just kind of. It, I just wish that they had waited to put one or the other out rather than overlapping the two. So you just it, do like me. Don't don't read the current round. Just read, <laughs> just read the good stuff. Probably yeah. would have been would have been uh, the way. To go, I really but... enjoyed Three Jokers. Just cause... just just eat the muffin tops is what Gramps is saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and donate the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> the stuffs. Uh, but what, the after, jo- good for <laughs> after uh after Joker War ended, it seems like that's when like Tynan actually got to write the story that he wanted. It kind of felt like Joker War was maybe just like DC telling him what to write, and this is now him writing what he wants because. Yeah. That, that's a good point because remember the original plan was he was coming on after uh, Tom King's run at I think 76 and what they were saying at the time was that James was going to write it up to issue 100 and then they were going to start a new number one with a new creative team and that plan mm-hmm. went away thank god like I, I'm glad they oh, didn't yeah. start over yeah 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 yeah. so that was probably part of the whole 5G thing um, that never formulated and it was just like future state for like three or four issues but um, anyways, uh, the, uh, Joker war ends and then, and this, this feels like this story feels like what Tynan is, was wanting to write. Um, and basically what's happening is that after the fallout of Joker war, uh, he introduces punchline as like Joker's new sidekick. Um, she goes into hiding after Joker war. It's actually kind of funny. She, she like does this whole publicity stunt where she cancels Joker, like Joker gets canceled on social media. It's hilarious. Um, and, and so Joker goes into hiding, but I think it's kind of a, I think it was kind of a ruse. She did that on purpose to give Joker the opportunity to go into hiding. Um, so he goes into hiding, Arkham gets gassed 
and like hundreds of, in, of patients die, all the staff like get killed. Um, so, you know, people escape at the same time they're trying to get out of uh, Arkham before it, it, it got gases up. So now all these people who were supposed to be in Arkham are out on the streets and uh, that's causing Gotham to start changing. Um, there's this group that's called the Unsanity Collective. And what they are is this group of like, um, it's kind of like freedom fighters where uh, they kind of reject the old Gotham. They reject the way Batman was trying to like save Gotham. They reject the GCPD for kind of just basically perpetuating all the problems. They they say that, you know, Batman is just a problem and everything that he brings with him makes Gotham worse. So what they're doing is it's kind of it's so crazy. They're taking people individually and wiping their minds so they forget who they were before. Like so old old your old identity, old Gotham, you know, all the citizens of Gotham, you're starting fresh. You're getting your mind wiped. You're joining the Unsanity Collective. And what they do is they hack into like the upper echelons to steal all their money. And they use that money to kind of fight their war. It's kind of like a fight club. And uh, they arm all the all the people who have had their minds wiped. They arm them to kind of perpetuate their attacks on like the infrastructure. Um, so what's happening as they're doing that, um, there's this guy who's kind of like an Elon Musk type or he's kind of like a Steve Jobs where he starts off in uh, Silicon Valley on the west side. And then he comes back to Gotham because he's basically trying to start Omnicore where he is trying to put in uh, this like new GCPD enhanced um, uh, police officer like this guy who is like uh, I think he's I think he's got like bio uh, upgrades, you know, so he's like kind of like uh, synthetic part human part man. And, um, you know, so it sounds all great on paper, but obviously, you know, that never ends well. And the thing is, is that um, secretively, the Unsanity Collective has been financed by I don't want to spoil it too much shit. Um, I mean, are we going for spoilers? Uh, I'll I'll go around it, well, as much as possible. Anyways, uh, the Unsanity Collective gets a lot of money. Obviously, you figure out that they didn't care. They just wanted the money to fight their fight. They kind of knew that it was coming from a weird place. Little do they know that it was meant to do that to get them to attack uh, City Hall so that this guy could then start up his initiative with this, like, ro- this, like you know, this RoboCop to be unleashed onto the city. And so, you know, um, Batman figures it all out. He starts fighting this RoboCop, starts beating his ass. And at the same time, behind all that, um, Dr. Crane has escaped from Arkham before it was gassed and before he died. And so he's been pulling the strings on, like, everything. So it's kind of in the middle of that. I think it's issue three or four issues into the Scarecrow um, arc. And uh, Scarecrow's got a new design. They kind of show, they kind of hit as at all the designs that he's had over the last couple of years, but then they show his new design, um, which is pretty crazy. He's got this giant straw hat. He's got a gas mask. He's got, it's almost like an ammo gam of all the different versions yeah. that you've seen of him. Yep. And, and he's got like, you know, the Freddy Krueger um, uh, fingers. Yeah. And um, but, you know, they're trying to make him look crazy and all that. But um, uh, Batman is trying to infiltrate the insanity collective. So matches Malone comes out and, um, the, he's kind of talking to this girl who's another uh, is what's her name Molly Miracle or Miracle Molly? Miracle Molly. She's a new character who has her mind has been wiped and she's explaining to Batman like what they are, what they're doing. So she's kind of like the one speaking to the audience and uh, explaining like why you know their motivations for it. Um, 
there's also all these new characters. So Punchline's new. <clears throat> Clown Hunter is this teenage kid who uh, his parents were killed by the Joker a long time ago. And Harley Quinn, she was there. Um, they had a pho restaurant in Gotham. They had really good pho. Oh, and <laughs> Harley, please, boy. Harley and Joker decided to go in and get pho one day. And uh, and uh, Joker kills his parents just on a whim. And obviously that you know traumatizes him. So then he turns into... Uh, clown is it clown hunter or cl- yeah it's yeah. clown hunter right yeah he turns into clown hunter and he's basically killing all the joker goons um one by one so he's like this murderous kid on the on the on the loose um ghost maker is another new character who uh Tynion basically rewrote part of batman's history to where there was this character the whole time following bruce while he was being trained this guy was basically being trained by all the same people um his name is ghost maker and Basically, he's kind of like um, explaining to Batman or the whole time they're being trained. He's telling Batman that he's weak because he holds on to his his past and his trauma. And he uses his or he allows his trauma in his past to dictate his future, whereas he has no empathy for anyone. He only cares about the art of vigilantism. And so he only cares about how good of a vigilante can you be, how good of a a peacekeeper and justice, you know, whatever it is that you are, that is an art form. So, you know, you have to kill if you want to save a city, you have to be able to kind of like go against whatever code. And um, he's bi. Um, He makes sweet love to men and women, Um, (laughs) basically because he gives into like all of his carnal uh, desires. Um, so, so wait, he, he he didn't go to the same school as Batman for all of that <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> he did not go. He did not. Then he that, has boundaries, also. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't take that course in the chapter of unrec- uh, of the uh, boundless amounts of types of lovemaking. No, I don't think he uh, he took that course. But um, yeah, there's uh, who else is there? Harley's like heavily in this too now, and I like this is not a Harley that has been you know written to be like the silly quirky funny this is like an actual pretty decent harley like harley is written as a former psychiatrist she is basically like a gymnast with uh, aerial and physical abilities to fight and um she's trying to come back after being joker's sidekick um she's trying to figure out where uh poison ivy is because poison ivy was her best friend who basically helped her get away from the joker um so it's kind of a cool Harley. Like it's a it's a it's a better Harley than I think what most people have been reading the last couple of years. As long as far as the main title, like this isn't you know Murphy's Harley or anything like that. But uh, I'm trying to think if I've forgotten anything. Grumps, am I forgetting anything? Robin, am I forgetting anything? I think you, I think you got it. I, I think uh, we did. Did we cover that? Uh, Bruce lost his money from. Oh, that, that, that is dope. Yeah. I kind of like that. So he uh, he he put it all in Doge on Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> bad move. I mean, everyone told him not to. He he thought it was going to be big. You know, he should have put it on Batcoin. Uh, because of that, uh, Alfred dies. Um, uh, so you know he loses Alfred because of that. But no, so he uh, so that was part of Joker War and Designer, where uh, Joker Joker basically used Designer who had written a contract with a bunch of other assassins and including Catwoman to basically steal Batman's wealth and give it to Joker along with all of Batman's like tech. So during Joker war, Joker has all his money, all his tech. 
and then um, using oh God, I forget who you, who he uses, but um, Catwoman is able to get basically get all the money back, but instead of giving it back to Batman, because now it's been publicized that Batman lost all his money, went broke. So it would look really suspicious if he got all of it back. But they also make sure to mention because of taxes, they don't want to, which was fucking awesome. So Tynan must have a real big anxiety about his own taxes to write that into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so because of taxes, he doesn't give Batman or yeah, uh, Catwoman doesn't give Batman the money back. He gives it to Lucius Fox. So Lucius Fox is now the billionaire that has all the money, all the Wayne fortune. And he is, uh, basically he told Batman, like, I can't, like, we can't give you that money back. We can't fund you anymore. You can't be the Batman that you were before you have, like, we're cutting you off. Basically everything you had before you can use it, but you have to go bare bones. Like you have to scale back. You can't just print new Batmobiles whenever you want. So what you have is what you have. And so Batman sets up in the middle of the city instead of being out in uh, Wayne Manor. Um, he has like mini bat caves all throughout the city. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to like, he has to repair his own Batmobiles. Now, uh, he doesn't have like thousands of suits. Um, and in a way, I wonder if like Tynan, y- you can tell this is not, this is this, this Batman story is only happening in Gotham. Like he's not, the only times he takes you out of Gotham is to give you backstory on some of the other characters and to maybe explain like Bruce's training and stuff like that. But like 90% of the story happens in Gotham. So that's a nice departure from like the metal. That's a nice departure from like any other Batman that's being taken away out of Gotham city. Like Tynan is wanting to give this story, you know, the realm of Gotham. So he's writing it in Gotham. All the characters are in Gotham. Um, this is, um, this is like a real cyberpunk type Gotham city. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like the whole, uh, especially now with this collective, the uh, unsanity collective, they, they've like set up shop underground and it's like you know the matrix like the matrix like where they have this underground city where they're wiping everybody's minds or or making them like basically waking them up and giving them new identities so they don't have to be the same people anymore that are living in poverty in the cycle where this um you know they're either rich or you're poor and there's nothing in between and there's no way to break out of it so this insanity collective is like the future that's what they want they want this new future of utopia where you know there's no um there's no like polar super rich and there's no super poor, like give everybody the opportunity to be what they want. Don't give them the same, you know, cycle that they've been. (laughs) It it seems like it a bit. And, um, you know, John Domine is not going to like this Batman story at all. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, the art, you definitely have to, you definitely have to like the art because if you don't like the art, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, Georgie Jimenez, and that's what he does. So he does a lot of, like, motion. Like, there's a lot of, like, um, he he, um, he really puts an emphasis on, like, motion and, like, like, bl- like blurs, like, uh, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So if you don't like that, you know, you're not going to appreciate the art. But if you can get around that, and if you like stylized art, if you like a, a very stylized version of Batman, you know, the art, that's what the art is. Um, I like the fact that it's, in Gotham, like holy fuck, how when was the last time that we actually had multiple arcs that are just sticking to Gotham City, you know? Um, so it's nice to have that, but uh, that's that's what that's yeah, what's going on. It's like he's rebuilding, you know, the uh, I don't know, like the political foundation of, of Gotham, you know, rebuilding. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
And, you know, it's always hard for people to kind of take new characters, but I, I got to give Tynan credit that he is, like, not throwing these characters away. He's not, like, and he's not starting this character and then just completely throwing them out and you never see him again. Like, um, Clown Hunter is there. Ghostmaker is there. You know, those two characters specifically, they've been through almost, you know, since, since Joker War, they've been in every issue. And these Ghostmaker is getting um, backup, like, origin stories now in these books. So it's, it looks yeah. like that guy's going to be here. And we didn't touch too much on that, but... Ghostmaker is not a sidekick, but he's almost like another member of the Bat family now. Like he's got his own cave, he's got his own like uh, car, he's got his own suits. Um, he's trying to hook up with Harley, but then they get interrupted. Um, it's, <laughs> they it's got kinda... interrupted by um, Poison Ivy's yeah, Poison Ivy's friend or <clears throat> girlfriend. Or yeah, the old girlfriend from college. Yeah, the, the old girlfriend from college trick. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if maybe. Dick walked in and interrupted the Dick it's Grayson. Never, I mean. It's Dick never good when Dick gets in the way. <laughs> well, he goes Ghostmaker wouldn't mind. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And James is super busy right now. Besides doing that stuff, he's got a handful of other books going. Like uh, Wind has been going for a couple of years. He has Something's Killing the Children that's been going crazy. Uh, Department of Truth is big as well, and he just started Nice House on the Lake on uh, Black Label. That's fucking crazy. It, dude is... He's writing like six books. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's the main Batman writer. That's nuts. Um, yeah, I think, just adding to what you were just uh, saying before, I think combined with that story, with the Joker um, story, um, I wanted to add before that, you know, the Joker book starts off with Arkham getting gassed and killing 500 patients. So the beauty of that is, you know, your mainstream is the main story, but on the side, you have a really close introspective of what's going on with the Joker because he's being blamed for that. And that's the reason why everyone wants to kill him. But he's telling uh, Gordon that it was, it was never him. So now you have a whole other elbow of that story along with Gordon trying to kill the Joker. So, Tynan's really planting a lot of seeds, and I feel like he's really trying to build for the next year or two, like Tom was saying, with all these new rogues and all just this whole backstory, and also kind of um, moving forward with the Joker War and what, you know, what that comparison with the three Jokers, but it's still that homage to that classic story that of exploring um, Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, so. He's doing a lot of really interesting things that you have to kind of read both at the same time. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's I mean, you know, if you like Tynan's if you liked his uh, what was it is what was he writing before Tynan was writing detective a while ago? Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. For the start of Rebirth. Yeah. If you liked if you liked him on detective comics because he was building the team, he was building it in Gotham. There were some like trippy elements where, you know, it was like uh, he was tapping into like the multiverse and you know Jor-El was coming in and out Zod was coming in and out but for the most part like you know the the staple was inside of Gotham but if you like that stuff if you liked the way he was writing uh, Detective he's kind of doing that now with different characters but in Batman and yeah like you're saying he's just, he he's very good at um you know putting something over here but not forgetting it like it's going to tie in eventually and it's going to come back and it's going to make sense there's a lot going on in this Batman book but it's it's all kind of a, it's all tied together. There's nothing that's like random, and yeah, it's like, very 
Yeah, like even what Grumps is saying, like I like to see Barbara as Oracle. Uh, they had Cassandra Kane, they had Stephanie Brown. They're all in the same room trying to like cover, you know, one person's about to go to bed. You know, Cassandra Kane is still kind of watching what's going on in Gotham. So it's like it gives you this like twenty four seven perspective that, you know, they're trying to get a pinpoint on where Joker is. So it's it it's making sense and it's a really strong foundation and for a while I felt like we weren't really getting that and now it's kind of uh springboarding to this point where it's getting really interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it, as long as DC lets him do what he's doing and doesn't make him abruptly change it with like a crossover event or a, you know, like um, what they did to uh, Tom King was dirty. But, you know, it kind of when you read these kinds of stories, it was just like, OK, maybe the Bad Cat story needed to happen by itself. Like, let that play out and focus just on that instead of trying to put anything else in that storyline, because that needs to flush itself out. So it's kind of funny how Tynan kind of wrote that into his story, because there's a there's a time after Joker War when he's talking to Catwoman and like, they're like are we going to be together? And they're like, well, let's come back to it in a year. And so it's basically like, like you're not going to yeah. see Batcat in this book for like a year because he's going to let uh, Tom King take oh. care of that in the other one. So um, I like how he did that, where he's like, I'm not going to fuck with this guy's story. I'm going to do my story. I'm going to let him do his story. You want to read Batcat? You go read Batcat. You want to read Batman? You come read Batman. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 that's what's going on with that. Um, is anybody reading? Uh, <laughs> Oh fuck! I forgot about Bad Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. There's so much stuff. Like there's so much fucking stuff happening. Yeah. But uh, what's I'm I think that's issue to... four or five. 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 Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe so. I've been but... waiting. I've been waiting to get caught up on it because it's I, that's monthly, and uh, I figure like I'll read like four or five issues at a time. The art looks fucking nuts. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. And and it's really cool to have uh, Phantasm come into the comic. Right. Yeah, I've been uh, grabbing the Jim Lee covers um, just because I'm going to wait for the trade to get all that together. But I wanted those Jim Lee covers, you know, individually, and and they look awesome. So that's pretty nuts. Um, dark De- is it Dark Detective or is it Detective? What is it? Batman Detective? What's the, what's that book called? The one with Batman, the Detective. It's that's oh. Tom. That's Tom Taylor again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Andy Kubert doing art. Yeah, that's a miniseries. Yeah, but those, I mean, Kubert on art, like, fucking A, man. Like, you know, Kubert's a great artist. So I haven't, I, I grabbed the first issue, but I think it's, like you said, a four issue series. Six. Six. Okay. So that's one that Grumps is going to, Gramps is going to want to get his hands on that, on that trade when it comes out. That's a nice, that's a, that's a nice big beefy Batman. Kubert <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> draws that broad chest the way Gramps likes. So, uh, what else is out there? Legends of the Dark Knight just started up again. Yeah. It's an anthology book, which is, I like that because um, one shots, you don't have to invest the whole fucking line. You can pick it up here and there. Art looks pretty sick. Does it, did Faybach do the number one? Is it a variant or do you get the main, the main cover on that? Oh, I don't even remember which was the main cover now. I know oh, he got it. But that that reminds me of the other thing that's going because he also did uh, a cover on this. Says there's also Batman Black and White is back too. Uh, yeah, there's another one. So much stuff. And that's another awesome book if you just want to pick up stories here and there, anthologies. You don't have to get uh, you know swept up in a Batman Reptilian just started. 
um, yeah, with Garth artwork Moss. by uh, what's his name? Is it Liam Sharp? Is that who it is? Who who did the who did the uh, Batman? Uh, who did the Brave and the Bold Wonder Woman Batman book? Yeah, that 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 is Liam Sharp, and yeah, I believe I believe he's doing uh, Reptilian as well. Yeah, dude, that that's that artist is dope. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Very, very I, I like I like that Brave and the Bold uh, Batman yeah. Wonder Woman story too. I, there there was supposed to be another volume of that come. Uh, hopefully, we still get that. That was some very like he's very good for that because um, you know that was like very uh, fantasy heavy, like Famiscara, um Wonder Woman. Um, it, they had like a lot of like fantasy elements to that. Um, and he's great with that kind of art. So that was definitely a cool book. And this one looks cool because his art looks dope on, on this as well. Um, I think like, have we gone over most of the books? I think, I mean, we fucking Joker has another book. What? Yeah. The Joker presents a puzzle box. Yeah. What is that? Matthew Rosenberg and Jesus Marino. Jesus Christ. Uh, the, there's also uh, The Next Batman, the one that's being written by uh, John Ridley, uh, the screenwriter from 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, that's crazy. There's, man. So man, there was Bat a rumor. a book as well. <gasps> that book was sick. That one just ended. Was it like a seven issue, I think? Eight issue? Those fucking covers were so sick on that yeah. Man Bat book. I got I got I got all those books. Got to read them. But those yeah, fucking I wasn't gonna get. I wasn't gonna collect that series. But I started seeing the covers. I'm like, I got the fucking covers are so sick. Um, <laughs> there's so much shit. It's crazy. Okay. You know, uh, Faybach or Faybach. Listen to me. Uh, what's the other guy that we love? Um, doing the detective variants. Dude. The Lieber Mayo detective cover variants. You oh, fucking owning that shit, man. It's nuts. Like it, you don't even have to read those. I don't. Yeah, I just bought them. There's the got to be a book with those covers one day, right? <laughs> yeah, it just has to. Well, be. it's funny. He he mentioned that in a post, didn't he? Say something. Uh, that hopefully he, somebody would do that. Well, he also Has mentioned he, that he intended him if you. Sequence them right. It's almost like he's telling his own story too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said there's a story, but they're not coming out in sequence. Uh, I mean, fuck, man. Each of those is like print worthy uh, on their own. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, aside like, aside from Fabic, I don't know who else can draw like that. Like, it's just an, it's just disgusting, really. For years. Lee has been one of the like very best comic artists there are, but yeah. over the course of this series of detective covers, he somehow got significantly even better. Yeah. I do you guys kind of get take it as like him saying like fuck you, look at this? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Like yeah, he 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 is just kind of, you know, flopping it out on the table, yeah. isn't he? I mean like <laughs> Uh, you know, it's so crazy how DC has him. I think he's under contract, isn't he? No, because he's doing shit for Marvel, right? Yeah, yeah what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. DC doing what he pleases. DC has not gotten him or Fabic under contract. Fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, and you know, and uh, maybe this is him saying, like, all right, you fucks, like. You don't want this? Like, here's what I go. You know, and he's go. He's doing the bounty hunter books over with Marvel. Um, 
he's doing a couple of their, I think he's, he's doing like a couple of their Marvel. He did a Spider-Man recently, like last couple of, within the last year or so, I think. Yeah, um, last Comic-Con he had a uh, Spider-Man cover. God damn, dude. It's like, like I think it's Warner. I mean, they're just a sh- fucking shit show. And as far as like, someone at Warner Brothers needs to like tell DC, like, okay, like, Look at the stuff that these artists. We want these artists not just to be DC artists. Like we want, like you know, because there's guys that do Marvel, but they're fucking Disney artists that they'll put on Marvel stuff. Like the Warner should have artists that they have as their fucking like in-house artists that they put onto not just the comic stuff, but they bring them up to do like fucking Fabic and uh, Bermejo should be the guys that are doing all the merchandise. All the all the artwork for all the fucking movies, all the teaser shit like that. Sh- how is that not them? It's 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 crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like you know they keep those two avenues way too separate. Uh, like you were saying, I think the best you'll see is uh you know when they were leaking for the Batman movie, they had uh Jim Lee actually. For that Patterson Patterson movie, uh, Jim Lee did the style guide. Patterson, Pat Patterson. What's his uh, name? Uh, Tw- Twilight Patterson. I can't. Remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that? Skinny, skinny neck, skinny neck Robert. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for example, you know, they had Jim Lee do the style guide for that, from what I saw. So it's like that makes sense. You know, I mean, I guess it was cool, but like you said, you, there's so many other artists that could really take it to the next level like what if i I don't maybe maybe bermejo is too stylized you know like to take that role but i i think the thing for lee um is his colors as well like that just you can't walk in you can't walk in a comic shop and not pick that up like today i was in my local shop i picked up 1038 i was like i i have to get this you know it's just uh listen Okay, listen. Jim Lee's fine. Okay, um, where's the camera? Listen. Okay, Jim Lee's <laughs> fine. Okay, Jim Lee's fine. He's fine. Okay, but Lee Bermejo and Jason Fabic. Yep. You can't. These guys are next fucking level. Like they, they need to be protected. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the national treasures. You, they, they, uh, I, they're at a level where. Like, there's just nobody else that can – right now, who else can reach that level? Nobody else. Those two guys are, like, on the fucking top of the mountain right now. It feels uh, like. I, I have to also put on on that mountaintop Clay Man. Yeah. I, and, again, He's like, good. He's good. I feel like yeah. these guys are not getting their due, as we say. Mm-hmm. Like, Clayman, you know? Yeah. Clayman! Clayman! <laughs> Clayman! <laughs> We, we just, uh, I think, um, you know, in relation to that, we, we might be like approaching an era where the companies are shifting the focus back to the characters rather than the superstar creators. I don't know. I mean, it's just, but that that's so funny because that has come up, and like, I know you know, we've we've talked with enough uh creators over the years that you know, sometimes we hear that there was the talk from you know, it's it's mostly, I think, when. A, a big conglomerate uh, purchases the company and they start looking at things. So what, why are we paying all of this money to these artists when we can have these, you know, kids in whatever country would 
would draw yeah. the comics for a fraction of the price. And what they aren't understanding because they aren't part of the comic world, they don't understand that these creators that are getting all that money are a big reason why a lot of people are buying those books. Yeah. They need to hire us to make, this, absolutely. To make, to make these decisions. Just, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, I think that's pretty much all the comic stuff that we can probably touch on, right? Yeah, um, I read a book oh, recently. Oh, oh, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. What'd you read, Gramps? I read The Batman's Grave. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there okay. we go. Nice. This was a book I, I, you know, as I do, trade waited Dude. and waited and waited. It seemed like there were <laughs> several delays on this one. Um, Didn't it take two years for that whole... Uh, run to come out. It's a long time. I mean, it's a twelve issue maxi series, um, written by Warren Ellis, who I guess got himself in a little trouble. Um, ah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, drawn by Brian Hitch, um, colors by Alex Sinclair. It, it's a little different story than what I expected. Um, I, I purposely kind of. You know, avoided any spoilers and prior knowledge going in, um, and it's its own standalone story. I mean, it's not tied to any canon or anything like that. Which those are sometimes the best stories because it lets the writer just really, you know, create something new. Um, yeah, it and it's almost it's weird because. Have have you guys read any? No, I, ha- I haven't. It's interesting because it kind of sits. Um, like it feels like the Batman in this story is still relatively fresh and young. He doesn't have the full trust of Gordon yet. He doesn't have the full trust of. Gotham City Police Department yet. Um, And it also kind of pulls from some of the movies, too. Um, It's almost like this is in that time, if you wanted to relate it to any of the movies, almost like the time between Batman Begins and and The Dark Knight. Um, Style-wise, you know, Batman is just the art shows him like a very armored up Batman. He's got extensive weapons out the ass. He even has like um, drones called the Bat Hounds. And one of the the things that I really enjoyed in this story was the dialogue between him and Alfred. Alfred is like just on his ass the entire book. Um, You know, almost not in a way of like how he's normally portrayed as, you know, kind of being the, you know, conscience of Batman. In in this book, he's almost like the grizzled veteran that has an, um, war veteran that has like an understudy in a way. And also, one thing I liked in this book is that, you know, it is part of a, it is a detective story. Um, 
and it kind of gives you an insight on how Batman can think and puts together the pieces of the puzzle. He puts himself in the place of the victim. And there's this point in the story where, you know, he's talking with Alfred and they're trying to find the killer and stuff like that. And, you know, because of, you know, his own personal tragedy, Bruce basically tells him, I only think in the way of the victim. So when he puts together a crime scene, he puts himself first person as the victim and talks to himself from that point of view. And it's really kind of weird because at first you don't catch what's going on, but then he does it a few more times and even sometimes refers to himself as the victim and Gordon catches him and goes, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it creates a whole new, whole new villain. Uh, the vil- main villain is a guy named Scorn, um, who is almost a mirror image. If Batman, if Bruce Wayne had just gone off the deep end and you know turned all his feelings um, into hatred, and I mean not not just. I mean, I guess he did kind of turn his feelings towards hatred, but he turned them to, you know, I want to, I want to fight crime because he was a victim of a crime. Being that scorn is like a mirror image. Um, I don't want to give away or spoil too much, but he takes his personal tragedy and reflects it back on to law and order and, you know, the city itself and uses Batman kind of as a guide to say, okay, here's how he's doing it on his side. I'm going to take that and do it on my side for my perspective. Pretty interesting. Um, overall, um, I don't know. I'd probably give it about a six out of 10 macaroni and cheeses. Mm. <laughs> okay. Sometimes the art's really good. Sometimes the art yeah, is a little missed. Sometimes I got confused with the plot, and because there's so much going on at once, and so many names coming out, and um, I had to find my. You know, it's a little complicated when I have to go back several issues and find out. Okay, who's this person? Oh, that's who he's talking about. Okay. So, some of the plot is a little, eh, it's out there, but I don't know. It's worth a read. I remember when the, the issues are coming out, um, a lot of those covers are pretty sweet. I, yeah, I do the, remember that. Yeah, yeah the, sure. the variants are really good. Well, it sounds like it's, um, like you said, it's a different take. It's not the, <clears throat> like, sometimes I get the feeling that um, uh, the bat books are just action and ass-kicking and, kind of like a wow factor instead of you know kind of taking it back to his roots of being a detective well one thing that I, I noticed in this book is that um, you know the writer Warren Ellis you know you, you get a sense for you know this is his Batman and his Batman you know he's very human I mean this dude gets his ass kicked the entire story <laughs> I mean it's it's literally like reading a Rocky book I mean, this guy 
every fight he's getting his ass kicked and it's wearing him down throughout the whole book. He's not just the guy that he's, you know, he's the alpha and he can just take on an army of people and beat them all up with no scratches. No, I mean, he, uh, you know, you know, the book alludes to, you know, it's called the Batman's grave, meaning that, you know, and there's a point where Alfred's like, how long are you going to keep doing this? Cause you keep doing this, you know, you're going to be there beside your parents. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Cause I always like a tragic character story. And that to me, Batman is a very tragic character. Um, yes. He's going to, you know, succeed and win and save the day. But at the same time, what's he lose? What's the cost? Because being Batman does come with a price and a cost. And this very much shows what that cost is. Mm. Yeah. All right. And Warren Ellis has been known to be a monster writer too. So, Yeah, he's also known to be a monster. <laughs> recently, yeah. more recently. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to look up this tweet that we got. Um, Ryan Dole. This was from two weeks ago after the news that the Harley Quinn television, the HBO Max uh, Harley Quinn series, uh, the, I don't know how it leaked, but you could Google this. It was trending news for like three days. Uh, the writers wanted to write in a love scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman and somehow that leaked and uh, Warner Brothers came out with a statement or at least to the writers saying that heroes don't behave that way. And so uh, the Internet went fucking crazy that day and the next couple of days. And uh, Ryan Dole tweeted us the bad force. If there is not an entire episode on today's news, then what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> He wanted an entire episode of our commentary on that subject matter. Uh, and, and I responded to him by saying, um, we were going to do an episode, uh, but the exec said that we weren't allowed to. So. Hey, we're that for no limits. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, dude, it's so funny how, like, I mean, what – what a funny way to, to – it's not your artists. It's not your storylines. It's this story about Harley – it's the story about this Harley Quinn show and this one little detail that makes your shit go trending for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm sure everyone has seen, or if you haven't, go on to um, Zack Snyder's Twitter uh, feed and go <laughs> yeah. back a couple of days. And he, uh, he, he tweeted out a nice picture of uh, Batman and Catwoman on the rooftop. And uh, uh, he tweeted it saying "Canon." Um, what? Who the fuck? What artist is that? That looks super familiar. Is that just some random dude that probably did that? Like, I bet he drew it. He probably. <laughs> well, the 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 best part of that piece is it keeps getting reposted by people, and it keeps having more and more characters added to yeah, it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen those. Yeah, well, like there, there's one like by by the last one I saw. There's. Uh, Danny DeVito Penguin behind Batman, and then b- added behind him is Joaquin Phoenix Joker, and then Jim Carrey Riddler off to the side. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's great. Oh, speaking of, uh, well, before we move on, is anybody watching that um, Harley series? No, no. I saw some of the early stuff, but not since then. Yeah. From my understanding, it's very popular. 
Yeah. Yes. Very, very popular series. Um, very adult. Um, very funny. I've heard people say it's like one of the funniest things and one of the best things that they got going. So good to that. Good for them. Good for them for um, putting so much spotlight on that show um, for at least like a couple of days. Like it was one of the most talked about. Everyone on the fucking internet, dude. It got on like, yeah. it got on all the late night shows. Uh, I mean, it made fucking mainstream news for days. So people were talking about it like crazy. So that was funny. All the comic book writers were weighing in on it. Um, it was funny shit. So very, very funny. Uh, sorry that we couldn't do an entire fucking episode on it. Uh, speaking of Jim Carrey Riddler, Batman Forever Anniversary was this past week. Dude, Batman Forever Anniversary, uh, Batman Returns Anniversary, Batman 89 Anniversary. Today? Um, today, today yeah. yeah. So uh, the first three live-action um, Batman films just all had an anniversary within the same week or so. Um, so that that's kind of crazy to think about how long ago those movies came out and just like fucking nostalgia overload. Um, and that's um, Batman that comic, that comic speaks, is about to start. That, that speaks what? to their marketing too, like the way that they anniversary it. They know, man, you know, summertime starting, bam, drop that Batman movie, uh, you know, in late June every time. They, you know. Were you uh, Grumps and Robin overlapped a bit? What were you guys saying? I think you said the same thing. Yeah, I was saying the. Uh, the Batman '89 comic starts real soon too. Oh, oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. That's Tom, are you gonna read it, call. Tom? Is the Pope weird? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does the Pope know a lot of guys that touch boys? So, <laughs> too many. So, is it supposed to be like a continuation in the Burton verse, or is it just what? Yeah. what I think it's between '89 and Returns. The original pitch sounded like that. Like he's got, um, I think he's what he's doing is it's not sticking specifically to Batman Returns. He's using like the original Batman Returns pitch that was kind of rewritten, um, which had Billy D as Two Face, um, Marlon Wayans. Yeah, he's got Marlon Wayans as Robin. Um, so I think it's the, he's going, I don't think he's like discounting Batman Returns so much as he's using like the first draft of whatever script that was as the inspiration. So it's like between 89 and like the very early spots of the very early drafts of Batman Returns. Like he's got, um, instead of Joker, it's like, it's like Party Man. It looks like Prince, you know, the Prince music video, uh, for Batman 89, it's Party Man. So there's, it looks like there's like a Joker inspired gang led by a dude named, or who looks like Party Man, like Prince. Um, fuck dude. Did you guys see, uh, man, what's his name doing the variant covers? Um, well, Mitch, Mitch Garrett did a fucking sick one, but then what's his name who did the original, um, uh, comic adaptions of the movies. Um, how am I forgetting his fucking name now? Uh, yeah, let me Google it real quick. But those he's doing Jerry Ordway. Jerry yeah, Ordway is doing variants, and holy shit, dude! <laughs> like he did, he did the he did the uh, movie adaption comics. So mm-hmm. it just looks it's it's. I mean, even if the story isn't who's who's writing it, the original script writer Sam Ham, fucking man. a, dude. Yeah. Sam Hamm, the original scriptwriter, is fucking writing it. Like, it can't be terrible. Even if it is terrible, you're going to get the art, which looks fucking sick. Um, you know, I, I was going to say, can you imagine if they ever did like an animated series version of that? Yeah, you know, uh, we we would fucking die. Like, yeah, I, like Spawn level shit. Yeah, I think like that that's what they should fucking do. Because even if it was like a adaptation movie, 
holy shit. Like, when, T- when Teaser says fucking, you know this is serious business. <laughs> I think the uh, I think Kino or what's his name? Yeah, um, Joe Quinones is Joe Quinones is doing the art, and it's his original pitch. He did it with a different writer at first, and then I don't know what happened to that writer, but he pitched it with somebody else, and um, now he's doing it with Sam Ham. So I mean, it looks fantastic. The art looks great. It looks just like you know. There's Keaton Mania is back because um, <laughs> like you have uh, now they re-released the old school '89 comic and hardcover, and now they're really now he's getting another limited or whatever, and you know he's going to be in the new Flash movie. Can we talk yeah. about that hairpiece? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the Keaton wig, great man. The Keaton wig, man. He's it's funny how they gave him they gave That's him his so- old hair back. <laughs> um, a little salt and pep So, have you guys heard the rumors about uh, what's going on? And this is, by the way, if people who are listening to this were following some of our stories recently, I think, uh, I mean, actually, it was a couple of weeks or months ago where somebody was attacking. I can't remember if it was the main Bad Force page, but they were definitely attacking Grumps and they were attacking me. And we figured out it was the same troll. And I don't know why he hates Grumps. I know he hates me. <laughs> But uh, so I was I'm like, why is this guy so like so fucking mad? Like he's like going crazy, calling my mother a pig that 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 she's a fat pig, fat whore. First of all, (laughs) if that's true or not, I'm not going to speak on it. That's that's for others to decide. But the thing is, is I was like, why is this guy so mad? And then I saw that he had a a Robert Pattinson, like uh, a Robert Pattinson, like picture and then he was talking about you're the reason why you're the reason why um um Zack Snyder you're the reason why the you're the reason why the Snyderverse is dying or some shit. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I guess this guy's really mad because Keaton is now gonna be in the DCU. But have you guys heard the rumors? I don't this is not spoiling anything because it might not be true. But the rumors are that Keaton is now going to be inserted as at least one of if not the DCEU's Batman. So now Keaton, Keaton is back as no. Batman. That's fucking and insane. So, so uh, you know, Affleck is doing this movie. Who knows if, you know, he hasn't signed on or do anything else as far as like a one shot or whatever. But the rumor is, is that this is Warner, what Warner Brothers wants is they want Keaton back to, to do whatever, you know, usher in whatever this is going to be the DCEU and that they're done with Snyder. Um, and that they're not moving forward with any kind of Snyderverse or anything like that. So this kid is like, I guess he's working off this rumor. And for some reason, he thinks that we're perpetuating either the rumor or we have something to do. <laughs> he thinks we have something <laughs> like we have some power over this. But um, I thought that was pretty fucking. Well, this fun. is what we asked for years ago. We <laughs> we we asked the universe to make a Dark Knight Returns movie with Keaton. How cool would that be? And it's happening. You're not wrong. And, you know, if this little patty bat dude's upset, you know, fuck him. Um, <laughs> that, that, that comes from Louis. That's what Louis said. I asked him, too. What are you going to do? He says he hates um, – I don't know if he said he hates Grumps. I couldn't tell if he hates Grumps because he's black or if he's something for another other reason. <laughs> like he specifically said something like – I couldn't tell. Is it, Do you mean like he's like dark-hearted, like he's a bad person? <laughs> Or do you mean, this like, is the reason? same guy that you can tell he's you know doing the voice text, and it it yeah. looks like he's talking with marbles in his mouth. Yeah, and it's like what? Because I read yeah. some of that, and I was like, yeah, because like three words in a row come out fine, and then the rest of the 
You were yeah. doing good a second ago. <laughs> you were doing but, good. <laughs> here, let me see if I can. I'm going to bring it up right now. I'll, I'll show you what he, I'll show you what he said. He said, because uh, uh, I blocked it right after this, because I'm like, okay, this guy is literally crazy, because he actually listens to the show, and I think he watches, I think he watches Grumps and Gramps. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I asked straight up if he watched, I was like, yeah, I, I heard he bought like oh. six Loom Cubes, too, so. We're going <laughs> to gonna get some nasty comments. Here it is. So, he, so three, three times read, in a row. Read it Pig. exactly how it's spelled. Okay, so so this was this morning. I wake up at nine thirty, and this is this is the text. These are the messages I get. His name is Lord Batman. His handle is at Batman Fan Page twenty twenty one. Apparently, he just became a Batman fan. Um, so his first three texts to me are pig, pig, pig. The first pig, P Y G. I don't know if that's like a Professor Pig reference. Professor Pig. Yeah, I mean, maybe he wants to make it perfect. I think he knows. Yeah, it's, so I give him credit for that. I'm like, okay, maybe that wasn't a mistake. And then so I respond, "Good morning, sunshine." And then he says back, "I hope you die, bad force. Have a lot of shit persons like you have." And I said, "He's, he's speaking in tongues." So I said, "We are doing very well. Will you be listening to the new podcast episodes? We've got lots to talk about on our next show." And he says, "Yes, I hate you and the black of shit grumps." So that I said, uh, we appreciate the support. Have you been enjoying the Gramps and Grumps episodes? Oh, we, and we he, have the best customer service. He you? didn't uh, respond to that. So I think I caught him, obviously. Um, anyways, yeah, that guy was on a that guy was on me for like two straight days. And then it's the same guy. I know it's the same guy that was going after grumps. I forgot what you were posting about and, but he was on your comments or he was in your inbox yeah. too. Uh, Oh my God. Anyways. So fucking funny. Um, the flash what it's like to be us. I mean, <laughs> you, you I take mean, the good with the bad. Sometimes it's crazy. That guy, that guy, so so <laughs> get back to the movie. So Affleck's going to be in the flash movie. Uh, yeah. Affleck oh, and okay. Keaton. Um, I mean, don't want to spoil anything. Obviously, it's not uh, that, written in stone anywhere, but oh, Affleck is supposedly going to do some sort of exit while Keaton continues on. And, you know, it's a different multiverse, right? So I guess you can, like, either come into our universe or stay in his universe, and then we can kind of, as Flash jumps in between, and um, Supergirl either is from that Keaton timeline or she comes over with Flash to that timeline, or maybe she's from what, any- what if they multiverse into... It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and you hear him say, <laughs> "I played this city like a harp from hell." Frank Reynolds. <laughs> I, I read, I, you know, this is all on a tabloid website, <clears throat> but I got sucked down this rabbit hole, and it. I just read a story where apparently Patty Bat was very upset about the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League because that put Affleck back in the spotlight as Batman, took away some of his sunshine. And then now that they're continuing with Keaton back in the role too, uh, Mm. really kind of, you know, stepping on his um, panties. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I I could see if, if you're like a, if you're an actor who signs up to do a role, especially Batman, like you're signing on to be Batman. You're like, okay, I'm Batman now. Like I'm fucking Batman, right? Like that's like, 
that's why you signed up for the role. I can see why, like, or let's well, put in perspective, James Bond. Let's say you're mm. you signed up to do James Bond, and then they bring back, you know, the best one or the Timothy two best, Dalton. right, <laughs> Dalton or the somebody in in just kind of a spinoff of James Bond, and you're like, well, wait a second, yeah. I'm they, James Bond. They, 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 WB puts out Zack Snyder's James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I'm glad you said that, Gramps, because that makes me believe that you do respect that that's what was done to Jared Leto, and you don't appreciate that. So I'm glad that you're speaking about I don't. This. I don't respect anything that guy does. But we, we, do, we do have to consider the number of crazy rumors that there are about Pattinson. I don't know if you guys saw this one or not, but there was a... You know, most likely bullshit report going around that Matt Reeves had caught Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz having sex on the Batmobile and that she is now pregnant. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, uh, and the, that story said that, uh, Matt Reeves has said that he will no longer work with Pattinson. Yeah. So then that's why they're going to fire him. And that's why Affleck's coming back, baby. <laughs> So that was, yeah, I that's, think that's great news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, how about, that, how about maybe that's where the whole thing started of what Batman does and doesn't do. Yeah, it's uh, it can, according to uh, Zach. Oh. You know why I'm really excited about that news? Because that gives our friend Richard Citrone more work. Mm. Oh, he can't do he can't do work for Patty Bat. It's so, too big. Yeah. So he's got, they bring he's got Affleck back, and our friend Richard works mm. more as Batman, who is, what, you know. What do you guys think of the new Batman animated series coming out on HBO Max? Uh, who is producing that? That is Bruce Tim, right? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Timm's a part Batman. of it. And uh, it, it wasn't just him, though. Who uh, who else was in there? Oh, it's, oh uh, it's Matt Reeves and... J.J. Um, Abrams. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, yeah. yeah so that's... Yeah, so you know, if Bruce Tim is attached, you know Batman's gonna fuck. <laughs> Lately, yeah, he's gonna bank I, Sandra Kane on the rooftop. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, Reeves and Abrams, you know, kind of uh, rein him in a little bit. You know, he's had that that recent run of. Uh, I I think Bruce Tim needs to stick to animation and not storyline. To be honest. I wonder how much this. I mean, he's producing, so he must have a lot of say in story, doesn't he? I'm sure. Didn't know um, our friend was in charge of a lot of the storyboards. Uh, the, I'm, I'm yeah. bad with names. Yeah. Kevin Altieri. Yeah, Altieri, Altieri. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, directing, I think. That's our board, yeah. man. <laughs> okay. uh, you can catch him on a, on a most recent episode of uh, uh, Bad Wars Radio. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, fucking A, man. Bruce Tim, come in. Go ahead, Trunks. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, speaking of animated, um, didn't um, the long Halloween part one just come out? <gasps> yeah. just, was it yesterday or today? I think it was yes, today. Uh, Wait, did yeah, that, just, that shit drop today? Digital. Yeah, or no, physical too. Yes. I saw on IG someone bought the steel yeah. book. Yep. Bro. Bro. I've only <laughs> talked to two people and they said they both enjoyed it. One of them is very harsh as far as um, – what they like animated wise and they enjoyed it. So uh, I always thought, I thought they were going to hate it, but you know, yo, I gotta watch that. Um, our friend, Dustin Massey, the artist. Yeah. He sent me a message and he said, I watched part one 
Fire, 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 fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure it wasn't because you ate too many uh, tacos? That's uh, mm-hmm. a spew with it. Nah, that shit. That shit sounds crazy, man. You know, I'm like, how is it? What? Who sells the steel book? Who's it exclusive to? Like probably like Target or Best Buy. I was just at Target today. I didn't see it. What about Damn, the if it's a steel book, it's probably. I'll check right now. It's probably Best Buy. Yeah, yeah you want to get on those steel books early because them shits. I, I think that's just gonna sell out, man. I guess. Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, how long collect. before they do part two? When's that come out? Uh, I think July. Really? I, we posted it. Let me go check yeah, our wait, post. Uh, July's in a couple in less than a week, isn't it? Yeah, and they then, they did it all together. <laughs> See, that's how they get you. They want you to buy. You want you to buy it twice. So they broke it up into two parts. Just buy it three times because then they're going to put out the whole thing as one. Oh, August. Next yeah. August tenth. Oh, holy shit! That's actually yeah, I like, the, um, the, I like not, the fact that you don't have to wait too long. That's kind of nice. I just looked online. Um, the Long Halloween Steelbook is available. Is a Best Buy exclusive. Yeah. So if you, I'm gonna order it now, it'll be available like July first. So. Whoa! This is a, a live on the air pre order. <laughs> How much is it? How much this is, is big. It, What's up? How much is it, Jesus? Uh, twenty four ninety nine. Uh, that's a, that's not bad for a steelbook. Yeah. So that comes, like that, comes, recently, that comes with the uh, digi copy. You if you want it by Friday, you, all you have to do is just pay sixteen twenty five. You speak with the confidence of a newly employed man. So <laughs> <laughs> something like that, yeah, for just, sure. Just be careful. I, I I have a vague memory of the last time you got all uh, all juiced up while we were talking and uh, made a pre order for something. Uh, you get a little uh, <laughs> issue there. Was, oh, was that, that was that, that, that a prime? Was that a prime? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that. Was, you know, Dunk was uh, guilty of that as well. That was like twenty. Oh man, <laughs> Dunk. I'm, and that's that's where we quoted the uh, the phrase. I'm going in. Dunk's man, man in, down, bro. man down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down. You, you, you take a bullet and then you're like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to take Dunk down with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's like that's like, uh, that's like that's like pre-initiation uh, shit, you know. Twenty. Yeah. I want to say that that was very close to when he was uh, uh, when he was jumped in. No, yeah, no, that, yeah, that that's probably like a good uh, two years before me and him. Was that twenty eighteen after San Diego Comic Con? Holy shit, man! Okay, it took yeah. you guys a while to earn your stripes. Yeah, that that statue was like for almost two years. We we were probably waiting till you guys got halfway through your payments before we. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. So uh, so yeah, live live um purchase, uh, Best oh, Buy, Steelbook. It's damn, it. nice. Done. bro. Damn, man, I'm at hype now for that. That's crazy. A, a long Halloween animated movie. That's crazy. Man. July first, so it's on a little delay. But I just wish happen. that they had done it. And uh, Tim Sale style. I know. Yeah, I know. Everyone's saying that. How could you though? I mean, get Tim Sale to draw it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like. I don't think anyone else can. <laughs> you give him a pencil. It, it's um, it's like <laughs> like liquid television back in the day, and to be like oh, yeah, that, that gritty animation, it was like elongated and just weird. Like kind of like that, um, that. what was that one? Uh, Aeon Flux or Eon Flux? Yeah, Eon there? Flux. Yeah. You yeah. know, the Max was on there. Like, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe it's because they're trying to rope in, like, 
new viewers or I don't know, like they. Well, they know well, that his style's not for DC, everybody, right? DC, yeah. DC animation is one hundred percent. It's all it's really cookie cut. Like it's just you know the same turkey sandwich. Um, but I mean, you know, I think I think it looks good though in general though. Like from the trailer, I thought it looked pretty good. But you know, what are you gonna do? I've um, you know, I I've learned over the years of fandom that you you gotta you gotta just take the good you know take what you can get out of it you gotta give it a chance bloke you that new uh, that new series they haven't announced any cast have they i don't think we've heard anything other than that uh it has a, a 19 uh, a golden age ass looking uh batman right. on the but that's all we know about it uh but you know i we we've heard Rumors for so long that were confirmed by reliable sources. I remember Kevin Smith was trying to get people to like give a little more info about it, but it's been in development for. A while. I think even Kevin like couldn't say anything, but just winked when we had him on the show about the, this project. So not much is known about it, but um, it sounds like they want to continue. Oh, where the yeah. series left off. He, he did say that he's working on something that he can't talk about yet. Mm. So yeah, yeah. You see, I, I've been I've been rewatching the animated series again because I have HBO Max now, and I've been like going gritting it in order, uh, and I'm like, damn, they were like, just for the main series, it was like 72 episodes. That's a lot of material. Um, so it's it's a lot of work that goes into a series like this, and it's 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 really good. I forgot how good it was because I was watching the Mad Hatter episode where it's like Batman is in a he's dreaming, he realizes it, but then he's doesn't care because he's like, he has his parents again. He's marrying Selena. And then he, um, looks through his library and like, he opens a book and all the words are all, the letters are all fucked yeah. up. I was like, Oh, that's so good, man. Like it just, <laughs> that was, that was some good shit. So I'm hoping that the new series, the new, this new animated series has that level of writing in it. Uh, cause that's you, you watch animated series and, you start to remember why you like Batman. You, you like him because of all the detective work and the martial arts and, you know, the, the, the shit he has to get out of, the traps he has to get out of, the, the good rogues gallery in Gotham. Sometimes you know, comic, the, the score, you know, just everything. Yeah, you sometimes uh, modern stuff in comics sort of strays away from that a little now. And it's like, you know, that, there's all these tropes, which and I want to do in the near future an episode listing all the... Batman tropes that writers should stay away from now. Um, we would mean to do that episode, but but yeah, I'm looking forward to this new animated series because um, you know I like animation. So, yeah. um, I hope that that runs for longer than some of the other ones because you know they they tried to. But this is this is like a straight up like um, in the style or in the feel of it's not the same story as I'm sure as the original animated series, but it looks like they're trying to do something as respectable, which is going to be pretty mm-hmm. sick, hopefully. But um. There's also, God, I was just thinking of something else that, that we hadn't touched on yet. Oh, fucking A. I mean, we skipped over it. But um, that Fla- the Flash movie, uh, Keaton and Affleck, Supergirl, all that. Fucking A, man. That means we're going to get some new uh, Keaton toys. We're going to need- get some new um, Affleck toys. Nice. Means we're um, going to get a new uh, Keaton Mezco, right? There, there, <laughs> or, there could, there could uh, be... Or NECA. There, there could potentially be a Keaton and... Batfleck two pack. pack. Yeah, that'd be fucking what? sick. Oh Christian Bale punching the air right now. <laughs> Good for you. 
Well, my thing is, you know, you got Affleck, you got Keaton, you got uh, Ezra Miller Flash, you got Supergirl. Is there any hint at who the bad guy is in this movie? Have they even said or hinted at all? Um, it's well, no, Flashpoint means, right? Keaton is the bad guy. <laughs> Man, imagine. But, um, I, uh, speaking of, I don't know who the, this isn't about the bad guy, but um, I saw somewhere that, uh, who's the, um, the the actor who plays the Flash in the TV show? Um, Grant Gustin. Yeah, yeah, I, I, just, I heard he's I, showing up too. Yeah, yeah, he signed he signed something that he'll he'll be doing like a cameo. Wow, that, that's kind of cool because so many people are fans of him in that show, like the younger kids. Yeah. And I, I think that that I, I think that's kind of cool. For and, yeah, and I mean, and because uh, Ezra already showed up on the Flash CW yeah. show, did he really? Make, yeah. yeah, that was fucking crazy. Any any references? Uh, he references uh, Cyborg. I told Victor this was possible. Hmm. Um, oh, I gotta, and, I gotta and, clip um, that. That's crazy. I know uh, that. I, I know Robin has. Uh, you you you've seen some of the episodes. You used to watch um, the show. Um, the guy who's um, uh, what the fuck? Uh, uh, the uh, Golden Age Flash. I can't remember his fucking name. The so character. Yeah, the character. Uh, Ray... Uh, uh, Jay, Jay Garrick? Jay Garrick. Yeah, Jay Garrick. You know how he's in the... You know, he was in the actual uh, Flash TV show, but wasn't the actor... Wasn't he the original yeah. Flash in the old yeah. 90s? Cartoon? Yeah, the 90s show, yeah. which is fucking dope. Didn't and that... Reeve did that muscle suit for his... Uh, yes, he did. For his Flash yeah, costume yeah, yeah. remake. And and don't forget our uh, Kevin Conroy was Batman in the, the Flash as well, right? That's right. Yeah, he was Kingdom Come Batman uh, oh, in the in that cross in the Infinite or Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover in the Batwoman episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they've. I, I haven't kept up with uh, like any of those shows. I saw the first two seasons of Flash, which were fucking dope, and didn't expect them to be that dope. They were dope. Um, and then it, they got crazy with all the crossovers with like Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow, and I just couldn't keep up. But um, I understand why people like those shows, man. It's like they, yeah. for the most part, they, um, you know, it's it's not that bad. It, it's definitely not the comics, and it's definitely not. It's fucking stealing so much from Batman. Um, Batwing, <laughs> Batwing is now going to be in the yeah, in, in and uh, Batwoman and Batwoman and. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're stopping short of just bringing Batman in. T- uh, Titans, by the way, Titans is fucking bringing Batman in. Like, um, yeah, Titans has Bruce you Wayne. You get in. a Batman, and you get yeah. a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else was saying that the Titans, uh, the t- the oh, they're getting fucking Red Hood. Um, yeah, Drake. Yeah, and they, yeah, they're they're, they're doing um, Death in the Family, so we're gonna see Jason Todd. Gar- Get crowbarred, and then we're getting them come back as Red Hood. Always a good time to see that. Um, there, there was I saw a screenshot where they stopped it right as like one of the scenes where Red Hood's walking up and he's holding a duffel bag. So it looks like they might do that scene from uh, the animated series or the animated sh- uh, movie when he opens the. Well, I don't think they show it, but he opens the duffel bag and alludes to the fact that he cut off all the crime bosses' fucking heads and he's got him in the bag. Yeah, yeah, under the red yeah hood. and uh, I th- and I think that's from the comics too. Uh, Robbie yeah. saw, <laughs> Robbie saw that in the in Under the Red Hood. Daddy, what's in the bag? Uh, <laughs> uh, <So> cookies. <laughs> his laundry. 
He's gonna wash his yeah. shit. Yeah. Yo, Rob, Robbie was poolside today. He ain't playing, bro. <laughs> he don't give a shit about no heat wave, bro. Crazy he, shit, man. So much stuff happening. Washing his tights. Uh, Grumps and Gramps. What what is the uh, most anticipated of all these figures that may or may not happen? Taking into consideration all this stuff. Damn, you said the magical word. The Mezco flash, right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, most anticipated of the Flash movie figures? I would let's say that, yeah. Why not? Merch? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, you know, Keaton, right? Like, like I mean, what does that mean? Because he was, wasn't he, like, notoriously hard to deal with in terms of his likeness and... Um, yes, you know, doing toys and stuff. Like, I wonder what that yeah. means. You know, with these now these merchant merchandise driven movies. So for his uh, portrait, to do it, right? the portrait that they did for uh, his face on the, um, which is just over my, it's all blurred out. But the portrait that he had done for his PF statue for sideshow, he said he had it sent back seven different times before he approved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how NECA gets around it, but NECA was able to do, like, that was a Toys R Us exclusive, so they had him on it. Mezco, I don't know how they got around it, but they, they let's not say that they've done it because they haven't because it's not out yet. I, you heard me, Mezco? You fucking heard me. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, hey, uh, don't, don't forget about the original one, Prime 1, that announced it. But Yeah, but they, they, that never got past, like, the uh, the uh, art, the, yeah. the rendering. Um, but, you know, it's so like you saw uh, Gramps texted me and, you know, people have been texting that. Um, is it Iron Studios puts out that sit- he's like sitting on the yeah. signal? No, he's, he's like, sitting yeah, in yeah. the back cave in front of that Batmobile. No, no I know no, what you're no, talking no, about. OK, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That statue. About, yeah. yeah who, who makes is that Iron Studios? that's making that I one. I think it's Iron Studios. Yeah. Yeah. So that would the thing about that, that one is. You can't see his face. He's got his cape like fucking right. covering. He's got his cape face. like yeah. this. Yeah, so I think that's how they're getting around that. But I just don't know how Neko or Mesco was able to do it. But now that he's doing this movie, I'm sure like Warner Brothers is like, listen, we have to fucking sell toys, man. Like, we'll yeah. get you a dollar off each figure sold. I'm sure they're gonna throw some crazy money on him just to get him to say yes. Because I mean, you can only imagine like how many, you know. Um, old men in their basements on zoom right now are probably itching at an opportunity to buy these toys. Like they had when they were kids. Well, you, you have to remember that, you know, the whole toy stuff that, that really was started by star Wars. Right. And, you know, once they realized how much money these actors saw, how much money uh, was available just through the toys and the merchandise, you know, these actors had more leverage and they wanted to make sure that whatever's representing me mm. looks like me. So I'm going to be a little more, more difficult because that's me and I want that money. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. Money. Money. So I, I think in today's world, like, you know, these guys, they have to agree to it once they sign on. I mean, yeah, that's part, part of the deal. Part of the contract. You know, I'll be honest with you guys. I almost, because of you know the the stuff that I collected, I almost don't care as long as the as long as the box art looks fucking awesome, and yeah. as long as like whatever display or however it looks looks like. If they were to just redo the way they did the returns figures, like the Kenner ones, 
with the with that fucking kind of box art like i'd be happy if even if the articulation is shit like that alone would be sick so but i mean you know everyone wants the, the nice articulated stuff nowadays yeah um i would say you know obviously keaton for the nostalgia um would be a hot item for for new merchandise um and and I say that because, you know, Affleck's already had, you know, so many figures out and stuff <laughs> so, out. It's just like so many. You know, it's almost like Keaton is the new shiny thing again, even mm. though he's the the throwback. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly think on my my, my list of things, um, probably the, the new. Shazam two figure, <laughs> that looks amazing. Did you you guys see the? I the thought that cast suit, reveal. I yeah. thought that suit. I mean, I don't think the bad. The first one was bad, but this I don't. This one is so much better. I don't know. I'm so I stupid. Both. I honestly thought Zach Levi was just like this huge ripped dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. And then I saw him at the Dallas Comic Con. I was like, man. Thin. He's deflated. Really slimmed down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I saw that a lot of people are complaining about how all the hero suits are textured now. Like they got that little. Uh, they got that like. Feel. Well, it's like uh, you know, uh, Man of Steel Superman was what started it because the whole thing yeah. is like it's supposed to be like a like a armor texture under his. It's like yeah. basically like your lonjons under your armor. And uh, but you know they used that and they kind of did Batman's that way. Then uh, now they're doing all the Shazam suits are that way. So everyone's like, "Why it has to be textured?" Like, looks fucking sick, dude. What are you looks complaining awesome. about? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. you're gonna have this magical god give you powers, and you expect him to just wear spandex? No, dude, yeah. come on. <laughs> it looks come like uh, it looks like the flat. Because fucking they heard Grumps complaining so much, it looks like Flash is going to get a new suit based yes, off of the little. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> based um, off the logo. So I was just looking up on uh, Kenner. So Kenner was is owned by Hasbro, and apparently they were shut down like 21 years ago. So that's unfortunate that uh, yeah they don't have the license for you know, right. DC products. But I mean, so. Do you guys think that it's going to be McFarlane putting the movie? I mean, they're doing all the movie ones down, right? Gonna, I mean, there's definitely a McFarlane line. And does that give you pause, Grumps? My money is safe. Your money is safe. safe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the way for Mayfax to do it. Yo, those, those, spawn, those new Spawn figures look good. The Violator, Clown, Redeemer, Gunslinger Spawn. Well, of course, because they're Spawn. They're his babies. Mm. Are these yeah. not? Are these? These are not the ones where you had to like send away for with his uh, Kickstarter, right? No, these no. are these are hidden no. streets. Like a new line. Okay, Kickstarter yeah. that everybody hated. Really? Did they? Yeah. Why? Because there because uh, there wasn't no. Mayfix articulation on. Yeah. It was oh man, <laughs> we're all we're spoiled, man. And very spoiled. You know, plastic cave. You can't like basically. It's a, basically a statue. Yeah, and that you know that's uh, that's kind of what I mean, like. I'll take I'll take this is this is the trade off I'll take if you and I don't know McFarland hasn't been doing this if you give me a figure that I'm gonna leave on a shelf like just give me some sick ass box art that way I'll just leave it in the box too and then I'll display yeah. that 
but McFarland's, um, I mean, it's just, it's a whole window and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, if I check, yeah, I got some back here. Like, oh, by the way, you know, I can't, I can't reach you without unplugging my uh, earphones, but that Thomas Wayne, uh, Batman out of nowhere, jumping up to like 70, 80 bucks. Wow. Yeah. yeah thank, thanks for telling me. Cause I own four of them. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's because of the, uh, what because of the flash hype? I don't know. They well, haven't even because no idea. they're no longer in stores. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a production line thing. Okay, and they're great for customizing. Yeah, great, great for fucking chopping up. Yeah, giving that thigh swivel. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like you said before, like with the whole likeness, um, seeing the whole Snyder Cut run. That to me, that's a hard pass because. Uh, mm-hmm. The character likeness is just so poor. Like with yeah. Affleck, there's no reminiscence yeah. of that even looking like Ben. Or I don't have any. I don't have a draw to buy Aquaman or yeah, maybe Flash. But the Batman is a hard pass because I already have the Mesco. That's all built up. He looks great. There's no reason to buy the McFarlane at this point because there's no. It doesn't look like Affleck, you know. So why would you buy it? In, in my opinion, you know, it, uh, it's, uh, unless you want to spend twenty bucks, give it a chance. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, I mean, I'm rich, so uh, you know, I, 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 I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna use it as like some, you know. I mean, yes, exactly. That that McFarland's for the peasants. <laughs> oh, well, and let me just say this: I remember when McFarland first came out. I believe it was Teases and. Uh, Oh, best shit. times that were just raving about them. Oh, yeah. twenty dollars, <laughs> best articulation, That's best uh, details, and how 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 the tables have to how the was it how the turntables? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, three months no, later, we, ah, they're shit. No, no, because no. no, we, we were joking around like, oh shit, how how do you get this much for twenty? So. Yeah, there is there's some other figures where he really nails it, but yeah. Yeah. there's really some that are just such a hard pass, and clearly character likeness is not whether Priority. it's lights or just the molds. The molds are just way too bad. Um, yeah. You know, you know what's crazy? What's up? I've seen this with some some of the Hasbro um, Star Wars Black series. The problem isn't the mold. It's the the paint applications. I've seen people take yeah. some of these figures mm, yeah. and repaint them. The face is there. The sculpt is there. Yeah. It's just the paint app. Yeah. Mm. And I've it's seen like, some people, I mean, literally make them look exactly like the actors with the same yeah. figure. It's just the paint app and, you know, yeah. adding some texturing and... and, well, and- um, the, I was gonna say the other thing with McFarlane is um, it seems like like what is it like? It's almost like they're re that they that they're reselling us, you know, past shit. Like um, like the the the, the Thomas Wayne, they couldn't have given us the sword and the unmasked head, you know, um, in in one package. No. Yeah. Because well, yeah, I mean, of course now. that's I mean, how they got to make money. Yeah, <laughs> right, man. Yeah, but I mean, um, there was um, got to do a new catchphrase. New catchphrase is the trunk remembers. 
He, <laughs> he likes to bring back a lot of shit. Does he? <laughs> yeah, Trunks just ripped over like ripped a lot of Well, that's why he's good to have on the stack episodes because fucking guy will remember like seven arcs back all the details. <laughs> One panel. He smoked so much weed that he gave him fucking new memory. Hey. <laughs> um, yep. I got an email today. DC Comics is closing their digital app. Oh, Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. What's their yeah. digital app? The DC Comics, whatever. What's? Don't they have like? Didn't they just like? They're talking. Was it? In, what's it called? The in, in, Infinite. DC Infinite is that what it's called? Nine. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I I paid a year for that. Oof. After after the DC Network went down, they went to yeah. Infinite and then DC all Universe games. Infinite. Right. So they're closing that. No, they're closing the. I don't know what Infinite is. They're closing the comic book app. Just, okay, you know, so yeah, whatever you purchase will be on Comicsology. Yeah. Okay, so DC, which, and, yeah, DC, which is also an Amazon company. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why because it's a competing it's a competing uh, brand. So so they're trying to so DC Universe Infinite is like what they're trying to do now and get their own shit going and break away from their app because their app is owned by Amazon. Well. Infinite is more like a legacy um, subscription, so you can read literally anything you want. Where okay. Comixology is like anything that came out this week, you could buy. So it's like um, Infinite is probably like maybe three to six months behind. But if you wanted to read, you know, year one or anything from Neil Adams, you can just grab it and or Golden Age and just read it. So got you. Okay. Um, speaking of which. Um, I know that we've been talking about uh, trying to get back. I mean, we got the stack. We're trying to, this is, this is <laughs> whether we do it or not, this is our <laughs> attempts to uh, wipe the slate clean and to jump back into the stack as best as we can. So we're going to try uh-huh. that. Reboot. Best- Bat Force reboot. Wait, I know. It- <laughs> Another re- Wait, is this a Bat return Bat to office <laughs> Type of bullshit. Oh, yeah, we gotta we gotta start we gotta start making the bad force come back into the office once a week. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're sending out an email tonight. You got your ass has got to be back in the office tomorrow morning at nine a.m. Damn, Legends Trump. is gonna be thrilled. Trunks, you got to get vaccinated, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Legends. Uh, oh, I'll still, wear, I'll still wear my disposable mask. Don't worry. Uh, no Apparently, doubt. No I doubt. was walking around today in stores, and no one does that anymore here. It's kind of no, crazy. The, the, oh, yeah. in, in my state, the masks are. Did they have a sign that says, um, "You know, um, if you're fully, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. You know, mask is optional, and that's it." Yeah, but that's hey. honor system, right? They're not stopping and checking people for papers. No, they're, they're, no, and I don't even. I, I mean, no, I've never seen anybody. The honor system. They, they they haven't read about that. Delta variant. Yeah. Oh shit. Yo, Delta Force Trunks variant. Trunks walks around <laughs> with a hand sanitizer mask. It, like just pumps it all over. <laughs> um. What was that? Oh yeah. I'm saying um. We're gonna try to get back to this. I mean, it's gonna be difficult because DC's not sending us individual issues. But if they did, we'd be able to uh, hop back onto the stack again. But I think like we could probably do like every couple of weeks do like a uh, like what we did tonight. Like sure. you know maybe. Maybe not fully um, individual issues here and there, but like you know, like Grumps we'll, or Gramps, we'll trade wait a yeah. bit, and then we'll go over like arcs as they come in. Also, another thing that we like doing is um, 
we like going over uh, like the 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 books that we haven't done in a while. Like uh, you know, we did. Uh, I can't remember the last one that we did, but we did. Um, Man, we. I, I think Arkham we need to cover that uh, Batman versus Predator. <laughs> the Lost episode. The lo- that's like Mario Lost. Mar- the that, Lost levels yeah, of Mario. Yeah, that's it. That's the Lost tapes. That fourth side. Was that pre-pandemic? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it? No. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, so anyways... There's also, um, I know I mentioned in the chat for the listeners, uh, we're, we, I would like to do, and I'm sure Grumps would like to do, a, a Grant Morrison um, read-along. And uh, the way we can do that, so much fucking, I mean, so many years of Batman. The can only we way do that, that? The only way we should do that is if we all take a big old thing of peyote. <laughs> And have Grant Morrison on the show. Yeah, hey. be and so- yes, and speak in a Glasgow accent. So, so uh, you'd have to get the, the omnibuses to read the uh, volumes one, two, and three for the Grant Morrison. The, the the thing about Grant Morrison, which is, I mean, so fucking awesome, is um, I think you do have to at least understand that part of him to really understand his Batman because. He takes a lot of that and puts it into his Batman as far as what he has what he has done with like breaking the bounds of reality of that character. Um, like and we could kind of do that. Like we'll have to do like a whole episode where we kind of intro that before we start with the Batman stuff, because you have to understand where Grant Morrison came from before Batman to really understand his Batman, because it's like me. When I first started reading Bat- Grant Morrison's Batman, I, I think I jumped in with R.I.P. I don't remember where I started it, but it was I was too it was it was too far in, and I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. And um, the thing about Morrison is that you don't have to read it, but you have to understand he had Doom Patrol before he was in Batman. He had um, he was writing for <clears throat> Vertigo before that. Animal and Man. Animal Man was he did Animal. So they called him the uh, not the reboot guy, but. Um, he was almost like, you know, like now they do that with Tom. Uh, Tom King did that. You know, Tom King is like the guy they did that with. Um, Tom Taylor is now the guy they're doing that with, where they're just giving him, hey, okay, do this now because you're fucking making hits off that shit. But Morrison. Fixer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Morrison Tom wrote um, Morrison wrote The Invisibles for Vertigo, which was his like team that he created. And that was before, I think, Doom Patrol. Mm. Um, did anybody read The Invisibles that he wrote? Oh, on Vertigo, way back in the day, no. there was like this is like late, mm. it's like mid nineties. So he, he, here's the fucking thing. Like this is why, um, this is why Morrison is the fucking fucking shit. This is why he's so crazy. So Morrison wrote The Invisibles because, according to him, um, him and his friend went on a trip to uh, Kathmandu to the top of this temple because they saw it in a documentary. Where um, this history documentary said, if you if you walk to the top of this temple in one breath, there's like almost 400 steps. If you can reach the top of that temple in one breath, then you'll reach enlightenment. Like you'll you'll become enlightened, like like Buddha. So he literally him and his friend 400 steps in one breath. 
Yeah, dude. So, so he the, he was already writing. He had already written uh, Doom Patrol. He had already written Animal Man. So he was already getting money from DC. And this was back when they were paying their writers like really well, you know. Um, so he was making a ton of money off that. I think this was fuck. I, I yes, it was. So he actually had already written Arkham Asylum. So he had already written um, Batman Arkham Asylum. When Batman Arkham Asylum hit the shelves, Batman '89 had just come out that summer. So the biggest the, the biggest Batman book that had Joker in it was Batman Arkham Asylum. So everyone who went to go see 89 then started going to the comic shops. And there's fucking Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum right on the shelf. Everyone starts picking up Arkham Asylum. He had a $1 per issue deal. And he became like, he, he I think they sold 150,000 copies in the first day of Arkham Asylum being out. So he immediately became like a millionaire with Arkham Asylum overnight. And so... After they're like, all right, what do you want to do? Well, fuck it, I want to travel the world then. So he literally <laughs> stopped writing comics because he was a millionaire overnight with Batman Arkham Asylum. He, he starts like uh, traveling, just going to India, going to China, and he goes to Kathmandu to, to march up this temple. This is what he claims. He claims that after he marched up this temple in one breath with his friend, he went back to the hotel room and he was like, that's it. Like, I guess I reach enlightenment now. I don't know what else happens. He claims that I think the second or third night in his hotel room, he was visited by celestial beings who came to him in his in, in, in his room and he like looked at them and they asked him, where do you want to go? And he said, I want to go to Alpha Centauri because when he was a child, his grandmother, who was into astrology and astronomy, told him that Alpha Centauri, which is the most neighboring solar system to ours, is where there is life in the universe. So the celestial beings took him up into the universe. They showed him Alpha Centauri. He says that he saw three suns and like a blue planet and another planet. And then the celestial beings told him that the key to the universe is that we have to create life in this physical plane because in the celestial plane or in heaven, there is no time and there is no space. So celestial beings will create, if you want to call it God, God creates life in the physical plane so that way you can live life die and then after you die you are given the opportunity to either arise your soul rises to the celestial plane which is heaven or if you have like you know work that you have to do you could be reincarnated as a different being and then you until you are able to reach enlightenment then you go to heaven that's what he claims. He claims that they told him this then he says that they told him now that we have told you this secret of life you now have to spread the message to people. So oh, then he... so that's what that tool song's about. <laughs> I was going to say, let me get my pen and paper. Uh, what drugs was he on? He, he claims that he was he only was smoking on Johnson hash. and Johnson and Pfizer at the same time. He says that he oh, only damn. smoked. He was only smoking hash at the time. He wasn't on any psychedelics. But he says it was it was more profound and real than any psychedelic trip that he's been on. So then he says he comes back down and he doesn't understand and know how am I going to tell this story? To, like They told me that I have to spread this message. How am I going to spread this message? So he writes The Invisibles for Vertigo. And The Invisibles is, I think it was like three or four volumes over maybe six years or so. He writes that comic, right? And it does really well. Like it, he's a, He's coming off of... Arkham Asylum. He writes The Invisibles. After he writes The Invisibles, it sells really well. Uh, the Matrix took a ton of almost like panel for panel shots from his co- comic. They put in The Matrix, like the scenes where 
Neo and Morpheus are on the roof and he's making Neo jump off the roof. That's from the invisibles when he's meeting the team and how they go from they're in the matrix and they jack in to go into the matrix and they, they call the phone to come out of the matrix and go back to the real world. That's all in his comic, except that instead of being jacked in, they meditate and they astral project their souls. So they astral project their souls to different forms of reality. That's all. That's what the matrix is. So the matrix takes his his concepts from the invisibles, makes the matrix into the movie and it becomes a fucking hit. And, And Morrison's like, Holy fuck. Like the story that they told me to tell actually got reached out to millions of people. So that's that's what he did right before. Um, but he didn't uh, make any money off of it, huh? He made money off of that. No, no, not, Matrix? Off, not, off of, not off the Matrix, no, because I don't think they credited him. And so <clears throat> that was that was a big thing that happened is that like, I don't even know if he like went after them legally. Like, I don't even think he like sued him or anything. He was just like, I guess they did the work for me. The message got out then. <laughs> Um, but but so 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 that's fucking Grant Morrison's brain. That's what he thinks. That's what he believes. He also believes this is true. He also believes that uh, in order to like create and and manifest and will certain things, that you can use magic. It's called sigil magic. To um, what you do is you take like a, a a request or a thought or a want that you have, and you write it out. You take out all the vowels. You take out the repeated letters. Using the remaining letters, you create an image or a sigil. You take that sigil, you draw it out, and you concentrate on it. And while you orgasm, you think of that sigil, and you think about the sigil. And so once you think about it, it's supposed to manifest after that. Mm. So he claims that he's been doing this ever since. There you go, Grumps. Nice. Got it. He's been doing this ever since the <clears throat> 80s. And he says that, that most of the stuff that he does, he like it comes true, and he manifests it. So all that stuff is kind of nece- – not all the books. that you, you don't have to read it, but the general story of what he believes as far as the universe is kind of important to understand his Batman because his Batman breaks the boundaries of time and space. The, his Batman – that's a fucking great book too. His Batman breaks the boundaries of time and space. His Batman – is able to travel to different dimensions and to go on like these kinds of journeys that for some reason defy time and space. So, um, and it, that, that ties in final crisis, that part, that part ties into final crisis, but it also ties into, uh, what is it? Time in the Batman. Yes. Or, yeah. Because, yeah. cause in, so that's the thing too. I haven't, I haven't, and I don't know if you guys know the answer to this, but there is, you can read final crisis as a standalone graphic novel, and then there's also a part of his Batman story. In Final Crisis, no spoiler here, everyone should know, he dies because he shoots uh, Darkseid, but then Darkseid shoots him with his Omega Beam. So Batman dies by being shot by Darkseid's Omega Beam, and it sends his soul and his consciousness back in time. But this also happens when uh, Batman di- apparently dies at the end of Batman R.I.P. with, um, is it Dr. Is it Dr. Dr. Hurt? Hurt? Dr. Hurt, yeah. Yeah, it's Dr. Hurt. And the, is it the the air, the helicopter crash or whatever the fuck helicopter it is? Helicopter crashes. He dies in that too, right? So that's... No. So, well, no? Cause, no, cause he doesn't what, die, but it looks like he dies. Okay. So so then it picks up... Because that happens almost the same time as... All right, as it's as, simultaneous. Uh, so he, right. he's never seen again after the helicopter crash because he immediately goes uh, to do the final crisis work. Okay. So he's like, well, he's the detective in the book, you know. Somebody, yeah. somebody's shot Darkseid with the with the god bullet or some shit. So you know, he yeah. does the forensics. Orion, basically. Orion yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. 
shit. But what's what's crazy is that like the way that Morrison believes of like multiverse and and the way he uses reality is that Batman can exist in several different incarnations of the multiverse and he can transport his own consciousness to those Batman in those different multiverses or dimensions. So, uh, you know, it's all that stuff that you kind of have to understand in order to read the book. You need in order to read Morrison's Batman and, understand what the fuck's going on even then it's kind of hard but yeah, long story his, short his happy show was great the dude is like he's he he's a he's got a different type of brain like he just thinks differently mm-hmm. and he just it makes him write different and i mean like dude he's responsible for the matrix if you think about it like you pull the onions back like he pretty much wrote the outline of what the matrix became so um, yeah, we're all gonna drop acid, and then we'll start reading. Uh, we'll start reading uh, Morrison's Batman. Um, who did we just lose? Grumps. What happened? I don't know. He went to go take acid and <laughs> Matrix. <yeah. laughs> all right, we'll wait till he hops back on. But uh, um, what else do we want to cover? Uh, you guys talked about wanting to do, um, like you know, it was awesome to do the. Uh, there you are. Um, what should be our next? I think Gramps, we've asked you before. What should be the next, uh, like mini arc that we should do? It doesn't have to be a whole run, but probably uh, Batman versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the dread stuff. Oh, wait, didn't um, I mean, Spawn's coming out more and with more stuff. Spawn, the Batman Spawn stuff's good too. You saw that they're doing a uh, Batman Snake Eyes. Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, take out the Fortnite. I'll still read it. Yeah, yeah I think um, maybe next week or whatever. Uh, Earth One Volume Three. Oh uh, shit! You're right. Yes, Jeff Johns, what? but he's canceled, so we can't read any Jeff Johns. Oh, you mean Batman Earth One Volume Three? <laughs> that, that yeah, that yeah, that came out like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm saying we should cover it because okay, uh, gotcha. I thought you were saying it's coming out next week. I don't know. I'm saying like we should review it. John's has that. Um, I haven't read any of it, but he's got that. He's got his finally after like three years. He's got his own imprint coming out through um, Image. Yeah. How do you Mad pronounce? Ghost, that's what Geiger is on. Geiger. I was gonna say Jeeger. Yeah, like a, like a Geiger cancer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there's also an. Um, is it Brad Anderson? Yeah. No. Who's doing the uh, Who's doing the art for that uh, other book? For which Brad one? Will- for for Geiger? Brad Walker. Oh, okay. On, there's on that, what? There's that other There's that other book coming out under Mad Ghost, but it's Brad Walker mm-hmm. doing the art. I can't remember who's writing. Uh, that one looks pretty dope too. It's like a I don't know if it's a superhero book, but it's like a It's another book on Mad Ghost and the art. I mean, it's Brad Walker. Brad Walker's fucking dope on his detective stuff. So, uh, gentlemen, anything else? I don't know. That's uh, that's two hours of stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back in the flow. With I mean, this is this is two hours, no guest. That's kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, I don't think the people have gotten tired of us, and actually, we've gotten more requests for these kinds of episodes. So why not? Now they can't oh, fucking man. complain so much. And yeah, the Funklers here. Amazing. Amazing. Um. All right, gentlemen. I think that wraps up for this episode of Bad Force Radio. 
uh, we'll catch everyone. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to challenge the listeners to uh, – we get crazy listens on the on the stream yard. We get crazy – I mean, it's you guys are out there listening. Drop some comments. Not the ones that Grumps has gotten. Not those. Uh, <laughs> no, drop, no, dude, dude. Drop <laughs> us the craziest bullshit you can think of, and we'll – We'll read it if it's good. <laughs> we basically did, so yeah, we're we're not not gonna read it. Uh, yeah, hit us up on the YouTube, hit us up on the Streamyard, hit us up on all the comments on the Instagram. Watch Grumps and Gramps uh, on YouTube. Watch the Everything Batman on YouTube. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I forgetting? We got for the horde. Oh Jesus, for the horde. <laughs> uh, fuck that, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy's an asshole. <laughs> if you guys, if, if there's any, uh, if there's any arcs or any stories that people want us to cover, let us know. And unless they suck, we'll cover those too. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> now let's cover the sucky one. <laughs> I mean, if enough people want us to, I guess we could. Like we, yeah, like death metal. Oh, that's one opinion. Story arc um, at the end of the new Fifty Two run. Uh, supercharge? Is that where Gordon is, takes up the mantle and the bunny suit? Super heavy. Uh, Super hey, heavy. man. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea to revisit that because considering some of the stuff that's come out, that's probably not that bad. Mm. I, I want to I say that Super Heavy is gets a bad rap the first read-through. Mm. I think Grumps should read that for us and then just come back. <laughs> yeah. Read it to us. Even all, the, all, all the books are put away, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. I have a signed copy of the issue with Mr. Bloom. Oh, yeah. Oh. Was saving that the... Saving it that? for retirement. Nah. <laughs> First appearance white pages, boy. Uh, all right, guys. That's uh, Bat Force Radio. Seacrest out. <laughs> <laughs>